Hey, how's it going? Good. Oh man, this the sound quality is much better than I thought. Right? Like actually <laughs> listening to you now versus when we were on the phone. My microphone is horrible on my phone. <laughs> yeah. What do I sound like to people? Right. Um, so okay, so we're gonna start. Um, this is Harper on Nice Girl Rehab, and I have a guest speaker with me. Yes, I actually have friends. Um, this is just Heather. No, it's Heather. So um, how are you doing, Heather? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today, Just Harper. <laughs> You're welcome. So Heather is a good friend of mine, and she is not a quote-unquote nice girl. She's not a crazy bitch. She's actually just a really cool and good friend and, and a nice girl, a true nice girl. A true yes. nice girl, as we've <laughs> named it. Yes. yes. So um, this episode, we're basically going to be talking about... Um, the difference between people who think they're being nice and people who are genuinely being nice and is it possible to be too nice is being too nice a bad thing and what makes being too nice a bad thing do you have any instance of where maybe like you just being a true nice girl um you saw someone who said that they were being nice but they weren't do you have any instances of that or is there anything that you want to say in that regard somebody who was being a true nice girl or the nice girl you're talking about where they thought they were being helpful and were actually being harmful yeah where they thought they were being helpful and it actually turned out to be well you're not really that nice <laughs> yeah just i see it all the time people who are manipulative or well maybe not all the time i don't want to sound cynical <laughs> uh, but people i can't think of any specific examples right off the top of my head but yeah, people who say that they want to help you and then mm -hmm. kind of go behind your back yeah, uh, and say something else. Right. I think that the problem and the distinction, in my opinion, between someone who is a classic case nice girl thinking that she is truly nice, but she's doing really destructive things, whereas there are genuinely nice people, I think the difference is that there are so many people who... Um, are doing nice things and wanting things in return or they think that if if they are nice then they get something out of it and that kind of kind of makes it more of a, manip a manipulative action because if they don't get anything out of it then they get kind of pissed off and like well you know I did this for you so yeah and they're bitter and they're resentful bitter. because they think of it yeah they think of it as a tit for tat kind of system right and it's not always that way and then you have the people on the other extreme who I suppose could be truly nice girls who just go out of their way to help people and don't expect anything in return and that's probably detrimental to them and to the people they're helping right because I think you you reach a point where when you help people too much they can't do things on their own right that's true you and I have both have instances of that where you're helping someone and you genuinely out of your heart want to help that person without getting anything back in return but in the same time you're thinking maybe me helping them is actually kind of hurting them because they're not able to um, help themselves right exactly it's making them more helpless than they were before right 
So, um, yeah, I think in general, uh, maybe being truly nice is just genuinely wanting to do things for people or doing something that is good without expecting anything in return. And that's kind of hard. I honestly don't think a lot of people are truly that nice. Honestly, if I can think about it, I think I've only done like maybe a handful of things that were genuinely <laughs> nice because, you know, I just think about, it, I was like, okay, well, yeah, I thought that I was being nice, but then in the back of my head, maybe I was thinking, oh, if I'm nice to this person, then like, you know, they'll be my friend. And even that is kind of like, right. You, you don't want to be patronizing. <laughs> you reach that point where, where sometimes you can't help but think, by helping this person, is my help welcome here? I think that's the key to being nice, yeah. is seeing an opening and recognizing, oh, this is a simple thing that I could do to be nice and, you know, be a nice part of somebody else's day. So I guess I'll do it. Doing it, performing the act, and then taking a step back and both of you leave happy. You feel better. And there are plenty of quotes out there that say giving your time or doing something nice for somebody else costs nothing and you feel better because of it. So don't be selfish. Right. Those sorts of things. But when when is giving too much? When is your input or help not welcome? True. And I think that is a good segue to what we're going to go on to now is you know, when does it get to a point where being too nice is actually not only detrimental to yourself, but the other person? And we kind of already said that um, one way is helping so someone so much that they're not actually, you know, able to help themselves. So that's a detrimental situation. Um, I guess maybe would you say in terms of your own self, if you're too nice, then I don't know, people perceive you as a pushover and they start to ask you and make you do things that maybe you don't want to do and that's not being true to yourself. Mm -hmm. That'd be one. Definitely. I mean, there are definitely moments where I or anybody else might feel taken advantage of mm -hmm. where the first time, okay, cool, I'll help you with this because I offered the second time you ask me to help. Okay, cool. You need me. And that feels good. The third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, okay, this is getting really old. You need to do this for yourself. Right. I'm not going to keep doing this for you every single time. There's no sense in me spending my money, spending my time, spending my energy on helping you do this thing or helping you feel good about this issue that you have over and over. Right. Try Or also like bailing people out. That's the thing. Like, mm -hmm. oh, can yeah. you? Can you, can I borrow like five bucks? I'm sorry. Like I spent that money and like, I'm, you know, going through hard times. It's just five bucks. Like I really need the money. Like you've always been there for me. Can you just give me $5? And then you feel kind of bad and you're like, wow, this person did help me out. Maybe I should just give them the $5. It's just $5. You give it to them. And then maybe a couple weeks later, they come back. Can I have $10? <laughs> it's just like, mm -hmm. and that's, that's, a, that's a whole different line to cross. I think once you pass into money and financial things that's right. going above and beyond. Like you said, that can truly be detrimental because when we okay. think about truly nice people who do nice things, sure. That can be draining emotionally, physically, mentally, but to actually drain your bank account over someone that <laughs> claims to need you and to need your help. Wow. That's, 
that that's really something. Uh, yeah, that's a whole nother level, and that's where the bitterness comes from too. Yeah, because <laughs> then you got yeah. genuinely nice people doing things, and then they get taken advantage of a, of from other people, and then they're like, "Well, damn!" Like <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I I've been bamboozled. <laughs> yeah. Like they really turned the tables on me on that one. Yeah, like I thought I was doing something for them and I didn't want anything out of return, but I didn't want to be homeless as well. Right. (laughs) No, I wanted to keep the roof over my head. Thank you. (laughs) Where's my rent money? Oh, it's distributed amongst all of my fake friends. (laughs) Did you hear that story about the couple? Well, actually, it was a lady who had broken down, I think it was in Chicago or something like that, I may be wrong, but she had broken down on the street. And this homeless guy only had like, I think maybe like 15 bucks or something on him. And he bought gas for her and she was so um, overwhelmed with like, just like, she's like, wow, this guy was so nice and he helped me. And right, overwhelmed that, with gratitude. Yeah, that she made a GoFundMe fun uh, thing with her boyfriend. And I think they were only going to raise like, I don't know, like $10,000, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot, but they were like, hey, like we want to raise this for this guy because he did such a good thing. And it turned out like there was a lot of people who were really into the story and they raised like over $100,000. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Talk about the maximum. And he yeah. wasn't expecting anything in return, obviously, no. but that's the maximum yeah. return for him. He gives $15. He gets $100,000. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, takes a turn for the worse because these this couple said to the donors, like, this is for him. This is to get him in rehab so he can have a job, a house over his head, car. They weren't expecting it to be this huge. So when they got that 100000 it was kind of like, oh, well, that's extra money that, you know, we could use on vacation. Right. <laughs> and they're like, we went out of our way to set up this nice thing for him and to pitch it to all of our friends, share the link on Facebook, tell mm-hmm. people about it. So we should take a little cut. Yeah, a little cut. We should get a little, a little something, something. Means, you know, BMW in the driveway. A little cut. Right, right, right. You know, going to Las Vegas and, you know, spending it. Dang. So I, I did not hear about that story. No, what ended up happening? Did they take all of the money and keep it? They didn't take all the money. They had been using the money periodically for those things. And the homeless man was actually, you know, he was trying to take him to court because he's like look i haven't really seen this money that they've been promising uh, promising me like they bought him a car but it was like a used car they got him um like a camper that they had parked on their property and he's like you know you know they were saying that they were going to do all these things and they said that to the donors that's why the donors gave that money up but that's not something that he was seeing and it was kind of like a he said, she said type thing. And so they went to court because they were actually brought up on charges of fraud in that case because right. you make an account. Yeah, that's a lot of money to yeah. just claim. It just would have been the initial 10000 right. and they gave him 2000 of it. They might have been able to make off with it, but that's a lot of money. Yeah, and, and it kind of turned out, I think the ruling was like the judge said that they would have to give the rest of the money to him like whatever was left their argument was that they didn't want to give him the money 
because he he did have a drug problem. He was in rehab and then he had relapsed and they're like, well, he's just going to spend it on drugs. Sure. But, you know, I, I think they made like a, a trust for him that they never told him about that. It was it was a little bit iffy. So I think that um, regardless of the situation, whether or not, you know, it was true that they did commit somewhat of a fraud thing, I'm thinking that, yeah, like at first they tried to do something nice, but then they saw all that money come in and then it's like, well, let me treat myself. <laughs> it's a little bit of the green eyed monster. You see, you know, you see all of that money rolling in and you think, wow, I make that in two years mm -hmm. and we just raised that for this guy in two weeks, you know, like let's, let's dip into that. Yeah. So I think in that instance too, it's like, know your limits. Like maybe yeah. you're not like, Maybe, you know, in that instance, they could have just taken him out to eat. You know what I mean? They could have taken him on a $40 dinner. And that's one of those instances where I, I imagine how that man feels. He probably kind of regrets the whole thing. He's like, I wish we would have just left it at me giving you $15 and you driving away being grateful. I would have felt good. You would have felt good. And that would have been it. Yeah. Instead of this whole thing, because now everybody who donated knows about his situation they know about his personal life and they're following this whole story right and blown into something it doesn't need to be right and he sees the money that they raised and he thinks that should have been my money and now it's not now i have to pay lawyers when i'm already broke mm -hmm. you know like yeah the whole thing yeah it's a, it's a fucked up situation and it's something like you know, like you could have been nice, but in a lower scale thing, like you didn't have to go out of your way to make this whole thing, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, sure. You want to be super nice, but sometimes things only call for a little small, nice gesture, a small, right. Like nice you said, taking, taking him out to eat would have been perfectly, a perfectly nice gesture to say, thank you. Right. Right. Is there any other example you can think of where it could actually hurt the person or the other person that they're being nice to? I can't think of it specifically, but what do you think of the couple and kind of how they're making off? Do you think that they're like the nice girl image that you're talking about where it kind of, they didn't mean for it to happen, but it turned into manipulation and they're using his story to profit? Well, in a nice girl instance, I mean, you know, obviously nice girl is mostly coined for like dating and relationship type thing. But I think nice girls like that thing is centered on self-esteem issues. And I'm not sure about the couple themselves and their self-esteem, but I can see where a nice girl, when I'm, I'm talking about, you know, quote, nice girl. Right, with air quotes. Yes, yeah, nice quotes. girl. I could see where a quote air or air quote uh, nice girl could see or maybe not even know that she's being manipulative like at first she thinks that she truly is being nice by mm -hmm. a I don't know and I'm trying to think of an instance maybe like you know uh going on a date with a guy and um you know doing everything that she that he wants to do and um going along with everything he says because She's trying to be nice, right? Um, but then in turn, she's thinking, if I'm nice to this guy, he's going to give me the, a relationship. He's going to give me the things that I want. 
So in the first place, it wasn't, it was kind of like you said, a tit for tat thing. I'm not sure about this couple. I feel like maybe they truly did come into it uh, with a good heart. Um, And maybe through the way, it just was a little bit more than they could handle emotionally. Because I do think that, you know, raising all that money, they were like, wow, we didn't expect this. And it was kind of like it threw them for a loop. And I don't know, like, I'm not really sure what the circumstance, I know for myself, if I was in that instance and I wanted to do something nice like that, and it did turn out to be more than I expected, I I probably would be that person to be like, well, maybe I could take a little off the top. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. you'll, you'll take, uh, do it more like you take the 80, I'll take the 20 off the top there, (laughs) that 20% for myself. Thank you. Right. And that's, I mean, that's definitely not right at all, but I, that's the thing. Like how nice do you, do you think you truly are? I think that's the problem. It's like people who think that they are genuinely nice. Like they think that that is them themselves. Like when you just right. and where, where they, they use that as a pillar yeah. of who they are. Right. They say, oh, I'm nice, I'm funny, I'm compassionate. Once nice and kind become one of those things, it becomes kind of larger than life and it epitomizes them where everybody associates, you know, I I think I read it once, somebody mentioned probably the worst thing you could be called is nice. Oh, Heather, she's really nice because it's so (laughs) You know, like Heather is funny. Heather is lively. Something else, but nice is just. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, and I don't, know, I don't know how much I agree with that, but yeah, I can see that because you can call anybody nice. Anybody can slap a smile on their face, but to consistently be nice to people and be friendly, I think that takes a little more effort. Yeah, and I think that that's something that there's like really not a true definition of what that is. I mean, in a way it's kind of subjective, but I think that there should be some kind of definition because like, like we had said before, I mean, a lot of people really don't know what it takes to be genuinely nice. And I don't think a lot of people can be genuinely nice. That's not a Mm -hmm. bad thing. It's not a bad thing to know that you aren't the type of person to go and do nice things all the time. I mean, that takes a lot of, it takes a lot out of you. Like, um, know when you need to be nice or when you want to be nice and when you shouldn't, you know, it's not bad to every once in a while, if you truly don't feel like being nice, just to not be nice. That doesn't mean that if you're not nice, then you're an asshole. I mean, don't go like all the way to the And there is, there is that association too, though. In the modern world, people think, oh, this person is not nice. They must be an asshole. There's a spectrum. <laughs> they, might, they might have a little resting bitch face going on. That doesn't mean that they're the worst person ever and they hate your guts. They're just a little tired today, yeah. you know? And I think that there actually should be a spectrum. I think there should be nice and asshole on the other side, and there should be a middle ground. You know, like just, it's okay to be. And a lot of people fall in the middle, which we should, a little more balance. Yeah. And you can always like go from one or the other. I mean, I have days where like I'm in between nice and in the middle. And then some days I'm in between nice and bitchy, like somewhere. 
Right. And you reach a point, though, where we also need to, I guess, if we're going to distinguish between that, there's a difference between nice and polite or courteous. Mm-hmm. Like there's agree. being nice to go out of your way, but then there's also just being a decent human being right. and not going out of your way to make somebody miserable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in the case of a, a quote-unquote nice girl, I think that it is stemming from thinking, you know, that being their personality. They've always been told they're a nice girl, you know, you're, you're such a nice girl or like, oh, you're so nice, blah, 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 because she's always doing things for other people. Maybe she's a people pleaser, something like that, um, and just hates to make herself look like she isn't nice because she thinks if she's not nice, yeah. then she's mean or an asshole or and she doesn't want to be that. So then it does kind of create something because after a while, like she's thinking, well, I'm so nice, but she's not really doing it in a genuine way. She's just doing it because that's who she thinks she is. And she's not really being true, true to herself. So she might compromise herself in a relationship. You know, I don't think it'd be abusive, but sometimes it's like, you know, she doesn't think about, well, what do I want? Because she's always letting right. what do I if, if you neglect to take care of yourself in that way, but also to what degree is it detrimental to someone to have other people building your identity on that and saying, oh, you're such a nice girl or you're such a nice person. And to hear that over and over and have that reinforced that that's part of your identity. Because yeah. what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Be like, you've, you've given me five bucks one too many times. Like, you're, you're really nice, Heather. Thanks. Like, I feel good. I'm broke, but I feel good. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like we've already talked about, there's so many different ways to be nice. And there's so many different ways to interpret how someone can be nice that like mm -hmm. you're saying, Oh, I'm nice. Okay. Am I like a nice smelling person? Am I just nice? <laughs> like sometimes not nice. Does that mean that I'm a nice person, even when I'm not nice? I think that's also a problem. Right. I think, I think arguably, this is kind of taking a different note also, but the best kind of nice person to be is if you asked somebody that question, well, what, what about me is nice? And if they responded, you're just nice to be around. Yeah. I think that would be one of the most sincere responses where you don't need to do anything for them. Just being around you, people feel better. Right. Your energy. Yeah. You ended in a good note there. And I think that we're, for the next segment, we're going to talk about ways in which somebody can um, basically, if they are a nice girl, even if they're, you know, quote unquote, nice girl or a true nice girl, how to kind of um, still be nice, but remain true to themselves and not make it get to a point where it can actually be kind of negative. So we can kind of talk about that at um, in the next segment and um, we're going, going to come off of this one and take a break and then we're going to go back. Okay. Are we back? We are back. <laughs> Good. Wow, with Heather and Harper. <laughs> Heather and Harper back again. This is a lot easier than the first time I did this. <laughs> okay, good. You're learning. Uh, Progress. Yeah. Um, also, my cat, I was recording on the chair and my cat decided to take the chair while I was using the bathroom. And now ah. she's looking at me like, oh, was this yours? Well, now it's mine. 
She's yeah, just like, finders, losers. keepers, losers, weepers. Um, yeah, so we have ended the last segment talking about um, the difference between a true nice girl and a quote-unquote nice girl. And we talked about um, what, what, it, what it is to be genuinely nice and then how being nice can actually be a negative thing. And then I think we ended on a good note when you said that, um, you know, people who are told that's part of their identity when they're told that they're a nice girl or a nice guy, or you're always doing such nice things for people. Um, and you're like, what, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? I'm a nice person. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that today in this segment, we're going to talk about how to be nice and then also be yourself and just to be nice in a way that, that isn't hurtful to you. Um, along with other people that you're being nice to. And I guess we're going to start off with that concept. So I'm just going to say, if you are a quote unquote, nice girl, the type of person who, you know, is doing nice things and expecting things in return, and nobody's like really doing anything for you, you're getting um, like abused, or if you're getting used for your niceness, because everybody told you you're a nice girl, and you constantly do these nice things for people, but they're not giving back to you. Um, I think it would be good for you to reflect, you could go to those people who are telling you that you're nice and say, what is it about me that makes me nice? And that can maybe be, you know, your aunt, it could be some person that you're hounding that you want to be your boyfriend, it could be anybody just somebody who can truly tell you what qualities actually make you nice. So, you know, it builds up your confidence, but maybe even if you aren't truly nice, that person can be like, well, you're actually not that nice. <laughs> and here's why. I was just saying that. I was <laughs> saying it to appease you, madam. <laughs> yeah, really. And I mean, that might be a kick in the ass, but that's something that some people need to know if they've been told all their life, you're such a nice person. And then here someone is saying, well, you know, in that instance, you really weren't being that nice. That is something that could actually kind of make them stop and be like, whoa, maybe my behavior is not that great. Maybe this is the reason why I'm not attracting people because my behavior is pushing them away. (laughs) There you go. It's the opposite of magnetic. It's repulsive. (laughs) Right. Right. So yeah, I suppose, I suppose doing too many nice things can have that effect. Or like you said, to the extent that you're doing nice things, expecting somebody else to do something for you. There are a lot of people who are genuinely nice, who are people pleasers and who just really don't like being on the bad side of people. And they just do things for people, even when they don't want to do things for people. Do you think, is there a way that you could still be nice? And be in that middle ground of the spectrum that we were talking about. Just like, you know, you're not being nice, but you're not an asshole. You're just kind of being yourself and you are being true to yourself. Do you think that there would be a way? Right. You, you, give, you give when you can and keep for yourself when you can't. Right. Um, I think that's a hard one. Finding the middle ground for yourself. Like not being a doormat, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of the people that I know that are people pleasers, uh, it there comes a time where they get fed up and that's kind of the breaking point. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily that like they've reached their limit. 
it's not necessarily that they're not nice to anyone anymore, but you you learn as you go. You there's always something that pushes someone to a point yeah. where you stop and say this is this is too much. I'm not doing this anymore. Right. But a lot of times people are people pleasers because they've been on the other side of things where nobody does anything for them. Right. And so they go out of their way to go above and beyond for other people. That's true. because you put you put you put out what you want to get back. Right. And that's a good point because, you know, let's say that somebody grew up in a household where, you know, mom and dad weren't really paying attention to them and they really wanted somebody to be there for them or just to do nice things for them and it wasn't happening. And they grow mm-hmm. up and they think, well, I am going to do this for my kids or I'm going to do this for my boyfriend or whoever, my, my boss, because I want to get that back. And maybe you never do get that back. And I think that in a way, I think that's why it's so important for people who are in that situation to look at themselves, because I guarantee you especially someone who's a people pleaser is really not taking that much time to be nice to themselves. They're probably That's true. Yeah. They're- I have seen that time and time again where they're very tough on themselves. They'll be very forgiving to their friends and their friends will beat themselves up and those people pleasers are always the friend that say, "No, be more compassionate with yourself. It's okay." But they're the last person to say that to themselves. But adding to that, I really like the example you used in the first segment when you mentioned, you know, the quote unquote nice girl that starts dating a guy and he's calling all of the shots. She doesn't necessarily like it, but thinks, okay, I want him to be my boyfriend, so I'll keep going along with it. Um, you, You lose your way. In that sense. And you're building a foundation for a relationship that isn't you. Right. You're showing that, you know, he says, I want to go paintballing and go to an action movie. You go along with it and you do that for dates on dates. And it comes out, you hate going paintballing and you prefer (laughs) rom-coms, you know, like you're a completely different person. Right. (laughs) And you wouldn't know that if you didn't take the time to, some, some people really don't know that. They don't, they are so gung-ho about doing things that other people like or being the thing that other people want them to be, that they don't sit down and think, who am I? Like, am I, am I this person who, is, like, am I that girl that, oh yeah, I love to play paintball, but am I really like the girl who's like, no, I just want to sit, you know, inside I want to eat pizza. I want to watch Netflix. And that's all I want to do. I don't want to go out and get dirty. And I'm not that type of girl. You know what I mean? Um, that too, like, it's just kind of like taking the time to be nice to yourself could also be like just getting to know yourself. Like, who are you really? Because then, you know, if you know who you are and you're confident in that and your boyfriend's like, um, I don't know, like, let's say your boyfriend is really into, um, like, playing video games, and you are not that girl, but you, he always tells you, oh, I love those gamer girls, like, I wish my girlfriend would play video games with me, and kind of whatever, um, and you're not really into that, if you really, truly were confident in yourself, you'd be like, mm, well, I'm not, so either you take it, or you leave it, 
you know, and then find somebody who likes you for who you are. So you're not compromising all the time, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah. And to what degree though, to what degree do you think compromising is a bad thing? Because it's one thing if you've tried gaming before a few times and you think, oh, I'm just not really into this. Yeah. If you really want yourself a gaming girl, look somewhere else. And where is the other line of kind of being supportive or trying something new instead of just shutting it down and saying, I don't like that. I don't want to do this. I think it's like um, compromising as in, is this something that you would be able to live with? Like if Mm -hmm. you really don't like playing video games and he's like really into it and you know, he doesn't pressure you about it, but every once in a while he's like, Hey, can you please play a video game with me? And then you're like, well, I'll do it because I don't really do it, but I'll just play every once in a while or something. Yeah, that's a compromise. It, it, as long as you both are okay with it, I think then that's where communication comes in and, and everything else. But as long as you're okay with it, I think it'll work out. But I think when you have something that you are absolutely not about, I, I'm trying to think of an example. Maybe you can think of something, but you're absolutely not about and you're going out with a guy or you're going out with a girl or whoever and that person is doing it or they are wanting to do it or whatever and you just know that you wouldn't be able to live with that and you go along Mm -hmm. with it anyway because you're afraid that if you don't they're going to break up with you that's a problem right right yeah and that turns into one of those compromises that you yeah, you're compromising your own well-being. I think when fear is involved, that's that's a bad thing. Like when you compromise out of love and respect for that person and the things that they enjoy and you know, it's not something that's putting a lot of pressure on you, that's okay. If it's something mm-hmm. that you feel in your heart if you don't do it or if you don't portray yourself as that person, you're afraid that that person's going to leave you you just shouldn't be in that relationship. And then you should think about why do I feel like this? Why am I um, allowing somebody to dictate who I need to be? You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. So I think that is something that when it comes to being a people pleaser, it does stem from maybe neglect or, you know, someone never really caring that much about you or whatever. Um, but then it comes back to yourself. Like, are you caring about yourself? Are you making the effort to be nice to yourself? Because I mean, I know in my experience, I'm a hard ass. I'm a hard ass on myself. And sometimes I'm a hard ass on the people that I love. Um, right. But I do kind of have to stop and think about it and be like, okay, well, you know, if somebody was going through the same situation, would I say the things to them that I say in my head about myself? Would Mm -hmm. I say, oh, you're so lazy or you're such a loser or um, why is it that you always do this? You know, would I say that to that person? Probably not. But it's easier to say that about yourself. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And it, it does it does come back to empathy every time. I think, and kind of putting yourself in that person's shoes. Where are they at? Why am I being so judgmental? Um, well, like you said, there there comes a time where it might have been rough as a kid. You might not have felt as much love as you could have or whatever it was. 
there comes a time when you need to grow up and reflect on that and stop and acknowledge the problem and think that's why I'm people pleasing all the time. I have this group of friends that I do things for all the time because Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of what they'll think of me if I don't do that. That does stem from a survival instinct, even though a lot of people in society think that it's a weakness. I mean, it is a good trait and it is used in survival instinct because if you can, you know, keep a good um, circle of friends around you, or if you've got people who think highly of you or think, wow, this person is nice. I mean, you know, most of the time they're not going to fight you. They're not going to um, use it. Well, I mean, they're going to use you, but you know what I mean? Like you do have a safety net in that. So mm-hmm. I think that it is a genuine fear to think, oh, somebody's not going to like me that this is going to be a problem. Even if you're not, you know, a nice girl. I mean, there's so many people I know who do this to themselves, who are people pleasers, who are extremely hard on themselves, but really nice to other people. And then they just kind of do all these nice things for other people, never get anything in return. And then you hear them and they're complaining about, oh, I'm so nice. I do all these things for these people and like, look, right. what them, you know, <laughs> yeah. And they talk about all of the things they've done for other people. They have a whole laundry list of things and <laughs> track, they open the little black book. Well, Tuesday, four months ago, <laughs> I opened like, the door for Linda, and she did not smile. And Linda let it slam in my face. <laughs> damn you, Linda. God damn it, Linda. I'll get you next time. <laughs> then she just opened the door again because you're a people pleaser. the door again. Yeah, push over. <laughs> push over, people pleaser. Yeah. So greets her with a smile. Hi, Linda. Mm, I hate that bitch. <laughs> Um, that's a so, move. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, is there any other ways that maybe for people who are people pleasers or just really nice people, is there any way for them to still be nice, but kind of maintain that themselves and like not overdo it, <laughs> you know, just kind of limit yeah. themselves in that? Yeah. It can be a hard thing to separate yourself from what you're doing because again it's become ingrained in your identity Mm -hmm. where if you're always the person that loans the five dollars if you're always the person that holds the door it's kind of hard to right readjust that mindset but again recognizing being aware of those moments when you find yourself thinking i just don't want to (laughs) and listening to that and being like just open the door and walk through on your own. You, know, you don't have to hold it for the whole line of people. Right. You know, or just like do something for yourself for once. Yeah. It's okay. Just because you're not nice doesn't automatically mean that you're an asshole. If, if one day you decide to stay in and your friends are like, hey, let's go out. And you're like, well, no, I planned on staying in. But they're like, oh, we never get to see you. You're always staying in. Like, just go out this one time. And you kind of feel bad. But you kind of look at it and you say, I planned this time for myself. And we can go out another time. They didn't really plan this with me. I didn't promise this to them. So I'm just going to give myself this me time. I'm not going. Just be like, hey, I'm sorry, but I plan to have this time by myself. I'll go with you guys next time. 
Thanks for inviting me, though. That's still being nice. But then, you know, giving yourself what you really wanted. You didn't want to go out. <laughs> but you wanted, no, you, wanted to, you wanted to sit in, eat pizza, and watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah. You wanted that pizza delivery guy to judge you when he dropped off the pizza. <laughs> right, right. You could still do that without being an asshole and being like, no, bitch, I got this time for myself. I'm going to eat pizza. Bye. Like, you could have just said yeah. that, you know? But you can do it in a nice way and still, right? you know? And again, being polite and being nice, right. that's a fine line, too. Right. Um, there's a book that I was about to read. I was going to read it, and I don't know, like, every time I try to read it, I was going to go to the library and check it out. It's never, like, it's always checked out just because it's so good. It's called The Courage to be Disliked. Have you heard oh. of that? It's a, no, I have a not Japanese heard of this. Author. Like a magical tome full of wisdom. <laughs> right? Let me look it up. This is by, I'm going to, like, screw up the names. It's two people. Fumitaki Koja and Ikiro Kishimi. And it's called The Courage to Be Disliked. It is a book that basically, it's kind of like a story. It's not really too much of a self-help, but like a philosophy book. And it's got a mentor and a young guy. The young guy goes to the mentor, asks him questions. And it kind of goes off that story, but you kind of learn about um, aspects of human social interactions and things. So yeah, anybody who wants to check out that, I highly recommend it. All of my friends who've read it said that it's really good. And um, yeah, I think for the people pleaser in me and most people around there should just read it. And yeah, thanks again, uh, Heather, for like talking. This was actually a really good conversation. I think we got some good points out there. I'm glad you think so. Dare I say, Harper, that this was a very nice conversation, yeah. as was your company. <laughs> it really was. It's, you know, it's nice to actually talk to somebody else because I don't know if you've <laughs> listened to my other episodes, but I only talk to myself. So it sounds like I'm talking. To You're just talking out loud. Yeah. You're toying with ideas and you have one train of thought and then it veers you to another one. It's <laughs> truly, truly the writer's life. So I appreciate having someone to bounce these ideas off. Yeah, definitely. And to have other thoughts that are contributed and examples. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, for sure. So this was Nice Girl Rehab with Harper and Heather. And uh, yeah, we're done. Hey, babes. Thanks again for listening to Nice Girl Rehab with your girl Harper and special guest Heather for today. Thank you, Heather, for joining us. Uh, we did a lot of good, good talking points. There were a lot of good talking points today. And speaking of talking, I have a way for my followers, my listeners to contact me. So you can contact me through my Gmail. It is nicegirlrehab at gmail.com. Again, nicegirlrehab at gmail.com. Just send me an email. Uh, you can also use Google Hangouts if you've got a Gmail account as well and send me a message. I'd like to hear stories from nice girls uh, like me, um, former nice girls like me, or just people in general who are, you know, a fan base, really like the show, uh, would like to see certain things on the show, listen to certain things, be a guest, what have you. 
uh, maybe just stories that you have that I can share through Nice Girl Rehab, that would be amazing. I really want to make this into a family, a community, a way for all of us to share our relationship and dating woes and successes. So thanks again for sticking around and listening to Nice Girl Rehab. Stay safe out there, babes.